Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. Hello, and welcome to an Eldritch Dream Games production of the Eterna Podcast. This podcast is made possible by our patrons. From the LCP D&D podcast, we have Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, and Brian Bridges. From our sister podcast, Dustress, as well as the Hex Grid Heroes Network, we have Don Bewley. And also from Dustress, as well as Action Forge, we have Brian Rafe. Please stay tuned after the story to hear about the great projects these guys are working on. And thank you so much for supporting us. Hi everybody, this is Sean, your Game Master. I just want to talk about a couple things in this episode. One is that Troy's audio, for whatever reason, was echoing. It recorded that way. It is not an effect or an error, uh, and I couldn't get rid of it. So I'm very sorry for that. It's not terrible, but uh, it is noticeable. I want to thank Tim Demuse and Donald Bewley for upping their Patreon subscriptions to Spire the Stone Queen tier. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for getting us to where we are finally able to completely pay off our hosting fees for Podbean. So thank you very, very much and enjoy this episode. Okay, so last time... You finally exited the city of Starlight in shambles, though it was, and found that the Commander Mansfield was not alive, but stalking you in undeath, and some sort of strange, slimy entity, uh, when he was felled, escaped one would assume, with his skull. You then made your way into the woods, uh, or not into the woods, but along the western road on your way to Gira. There was a strange little red squirrel that you found and killed. Uh, there was there was a uh, a bit of contention around uh, Tava's summoning of skeletal minions, and everybody but Tava uh, had like a little bit of a meeting about about that. while she went off to go chat with Taraxis. And I think we left off right shortly thereafter with Riley trying to go to sleep and not really being able to do so without the like flap on the side of the cart open to let in the moonlight. And so the quote-unquote morning comes and uh, everyone is rested or has taken their rest 
and it's time to begin moving again. Would y'all like to do anything in particular uh, before setting out for the day? Not really. I think we more or less did all of our prep last session. Yeah, I think we're good for uh, a nice uh, little bit of travel montage. I'm excited for walking. It'd be great. All right. And so... The party will continue traveling west. Uh, From what I understand, uh, Tava may be wandering off during uh, the earlier sections of camp now and again. Yeah, she's talking to her her best buddy there, Taraxis. Alright. Is there anything in particular you would like to bring up to Taraxis? At this point, she's just still pestering him with questions that he won't answer. Go ahead and make me a sense motive check. Eight. Eight. He's... Yeah, he's very good at talking... Nothing at... Talking nothing at all. Saying nothing. Very good at that. Um... So you continue on for days and days more. Partway through your trip, I would like everybody to make a perception check, please. 17. I'm coming in hot tonight with a nat 1 for a total of 9. That's a 26 from Lee. That's a 26 from Brock. Alright. So, the 16 would notice... Or seven was it sixteen or seventeen? I got a seventeen. Okay, seventeen. The seventeen would notice that there are some strange uh, cloud formations in the sky tonight. Uh, several circles, some concentric, and others not. Uh, but the circular clouds are very strange. Um, the two twenty sixes will realize that. Um, they seem to be placed very, uh, strangely to each other. Like, many of them are immediately next to another one, usually of a different size, and they are all, uh, spinning, but any two that are next to each other are spinning in different directions. Uh, Riley doesn't take notice of this unless somebody points it out to him. So when you say that, is this like tornado-style clouds? No, they're like, uh, I mean, they're like circles. They're not even like filled circles. They're like rings almost. Oh, okay. But they're they're very strange, uh, as that is certainly not a formation that any of you have seen before. Um, can I make like a knowledge nature check to identify? Potential cause? Uh, sure. Nature. That's a net one. Still a 13. Uh, you can't think of any cause, um, off the top of your head that would do this, and, I mean, ultimately, you probably come to the conclusion that nature's strange. Yeah, crazy how nature do that. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, does anybody point this out to Riley, or is it, you just kind of like, oof, oof? The clouds up ahead are strange. I've never seen anything like it before. Is is that so? Uh, tell me, Leaf, what shapes are they taking today? Look over there. The clouds aren't very hard to miss. Well, well, if you insist. <laughs> oh, oh, they're spinning. That's strange. Well, Riley, you see something slightly different. Wait, hold on. I see something slightly different than that. I mean, technically, the description is still correct. I, I haven't told you what I saw yet. <laughs> um, you, uh, like these spinning rings of cloud, to you appear more like cogs in a clock or other piece of uh, toothed machinery. Uh, as they turn, uh, you, you see... Um, like these like feathery edges that reach out and then they have more definition for you and they interlink with the um, connected circles and you just see this great sort of interconnected clockwork almost uh, like Riley stares for a moment and then says it seems to me that they seem to fit and rotate together kind of like cogs is that what you see leaf or am i completely misinterpreting what you're seeing no i i can't quite say that's the level of detail i'm seeing here but they are moving quite oddly i mean in a metaphorical kind of sense that's what you could see yes perhaps i'm just better at metaphors than you leaf there's nothing to be ashamed of if that's the case. The frown deepens. I don't know. Leaf was the one comparing women and tables, so he must have something metaphorical going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're proud of that. <laughs> but yes, do you, do you think these this uh, strange cloud formation is something to be concerned about? I mean, many things seem very strange these days. Uh, I can't say. Uh, it's it's certainly unusual. Uh, unnatural, at least. Do you think it'll affect the weather or our traveling conditions? Based off of what I'm seeing here, I, I don't think so. But I, I don't have much in the way of knowledge concerning weather patterns like this. Well, rings are often a sign of favor from Torag, so maybe this is a blessing on our journey. The narrator over says, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what foolish thoughts. Yes, well, if this isn't something natural, and if it's not uh, something divine... Then, Tava, do you have any ideas of what this strange occurrence might be? Why the clouds might be forming and moving in such peculiar ways? I know nothing of clouds. That's a fair statement. I only know that they tend to form shapes once in a while. So I guess if Leaf doesn't know, the rest of us don't know. So we'll just mark this down in my journal. Riley will uh, 
making notes of this strange occurrence witnessed upon their travels in the book that he was writing in before this came to his attention. All right. So as you continue throughout the day, uh, this phenomenon will probably last another five or six hours. Uh, The rest of you still only seeing rings of clouds that float around here and there as the wind and uh, as the wind seems to dictate. Riley, uh, if you ever peer up at them again, you would see that sometimes the cogs seem to float away or towards each other, interlocking when they finally meet and disengaging when they part. That's very strange, but since no one seems to really have any ideas, he's just going to take note of that. All right. The rest of the evening goes fairly well uh, until the third shift of that night when lightning can be seen uh, on the far part of the sky. Cracking thunder, uh, the sound rolls down the road, being muffled by the woodlands on either side. You're about a day out from, uh, at this point, from the turnoff where you need to go to Gira. And within the hour, a thunderstorm rolls in. Heavy rain, strong winds, the occasional bout of hail and roaring uh, lightning and thunder. Well, this sounds awful. I'm sure it's actually awful. So, like, uh, does this weather, like, come upon us, like, quickly? Uh, not, like, unnaturally quickly. Like, fast. It, it, it is a quick uh, moving storm, but it's not, like, supernaturally quick or anything like that. So then someone with, like, survival or good knowledge nature might be able to see that we're walking into a very hazardous um, storm so that we might try to get shelter before we just get stuck in the middle of it. Correct. Well, I hope we have someone like that in the party. <laughs> uh, Leaf, make me a survival check, please. 23. Okay, so with your 23, Leaf, um, you're able to uh, to seek out um, some sort of shelter. At first, you try to find animal trails that perhaps lead to in-ground caves or some such thing or a grove that would perhaps be better protected. Uh, what you end up finding, however, is actually a small, unused, but man-made path leading to a dilapidated but still structurally sound cabin in the woods. <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, look over there. It's a, a building this far out in the woods. It's strange. I'd like you to make another survival for me as well, please. 26. By this point, the thunderstorm 
has arrived. Uh, you can tell from the rapidly dropping temperature and the slight change in sound at a distance that very likely hail is coming as well. When you return to the road to inform your party of the shelter that you found, you hear something more in the roaring of the wind. Though you can't see it, you feel as if there is perhaps a tornado coming. Oh, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> what I'm was not... that, Leaf? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I think I'm starting to uh, get a better idea of what these weather, weather patterns might be leading to. Uh, are you familiar with the term tornado? Oh, that's bad. Qu- quite. Uh, we, we should seek shelter immediately. Yes. Um, I, where would you advise we move? Well, I, I don't see any signs of uh, caves or uh, safe spots, maybe by rocky outcropping. There, there's nothing like that in the terrain nearby. Uh, perhaps up this trail? Uh, oh, God. Uh, and signs pointing to this cabin, potentially. Well, it seems we have little choice in the matter. We should make haste and secure what we have within the cabin, or around the cabin. Would that cabin be enough to survive a tornado? Well, that's where you come in. You just stack rocks on top of it. Um, to, to note that it, it is further into the woods and the woods would help break some of the wind as well um, also um, it, if you do go there it, it does have a cellar well it's better than being out in the open so I suppose that is the best place to head yes agreed let's make haste so that we can unload the most valuable objects in the carts below grounds for security, and to try to find somewhere where Mozart can fit. And my horse, thank you very much. Does the other horse have a name? That's probably why I'm forgetting him. Or her. No, I told you before, I don't speak horse, I don't know what his name is. Okay, well, we'll have talks about the horse's name once we're secured. And uh, since, uh, Tracy, you just wrote that Adira looks confused because she probably doesn't know what a tornado is. I just imagine, like, Riley, Leap, and Brock, like, scrambling around, picking up stuff, leading things, uh, like, down the trail and moving in a hurry without, with her, like, not really understanding <laughs> what's exactly going on. Yeah, she doesn't know. She's following with, she's just doing what y'all are doing, but, like, <laughs> she doesn't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> just playing along, but not really knowing why. That's great. But Adira, what are you doing? We we need to get ready. Anything that you value needs to come with us into this cabin. Aren't the three of y'all going to be in the cabin? Uh, if there's nothing you'd like to salvage from the wagon, then uh, I suppose yes, just the three of us, plus Box, Mozart, Gray Malkin, Gray Malkin. Nothing of material possession that can't be replaced. 
Well, I, I suppose the, the goal is to not have to replace it if we can avoid it getting carted off uh, by incredibly powerful winds. Well, I would prefer the horse not get blown away. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Alright, so you all get to the cabin. Uh, the uh, cellar is locked. However, the it, it's not exactly in a great state. Box could easily bust it open. Uh, and I need somebody to make me an animal handling check to get the horse to go down underground. I can do it. Oh, Leaf, you can do it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 27. Cool. You're able to get it to go down the stairs, easing it slowly and gently as the wind picks up and grows into an even louder roar. You all get down into the cellar, uh, taking all your valuables that you can manage in with you. The two carts remain above ground due to the impossibility of making them fit. Uh, I'll actually make uh, take special care to take some food in with us as well. Okay. So, you sit out the roaring winds. They grow very loud. The shutters of the cellar shake and buckle. About half an hour later, the roaring fades somewhat and begins to trail off. It is obvious that it is still raining heavily as cracks of thunder uh, still permeate the air regularly. But the building above you has ceased shaking and it seems that the tornado has passed. Uh, about what time of day is it by this point? Uh, I'd say that this is this is still all pretty early uh, in the day for y'all. So it's probably only a couple of hours into your day. Well, it appears we uh, sat through the worst of it. Unless I'm mistaken. Uh, I mean, is, is there like a way to just check and make sure that like, oh, yep, checks out to me. It's secretly in the eye of the storm. We're about to get hit by wave two. Uh, you, you would not imagine that it was a tornado so large as to actually be able to fit into the eye without getting sucked into it. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a Floridian. We get hurricanes and stuff, so it's usually yeah. like a two, two, uh, one, two knockout punch there. Um, but yeah, what's, no, this, what's the... this probably more like a twister or something. What's the like outdoors look like? I mean, was was it really all that severe? Or uh, when you go back above ground. Looking around, you can see that both of the carts are still there, though the um, the cart that was uh, that y'all had originally being a bit lighter uh, was knocked onto its side and dragged towards the tree line, uh, though it does not appear severely damaged. Um, many of the trees uh, are damaged to a certain degree but not ripped from their roots however if you 
looked around to the other side, uh, you would see that the front sort of uh, roof end of the little cottage is uh, basically just ripped off and there are broken and busted trees. Uh, a few of them most likely have been ripped from the ground and hooked elsewhere. There are branches and leaves here, there, and everywhere. And there is quite a lot of destruction in that area. And it looks like it did not... It, it was not all that far away. Like, a couple of hundred feet closer, and it would have been much worse. And from the looks of it, you said that this this cabin looked like it hadn't really been touched in, in a little while? Yeah, the cabin itself looked dilapidated and abandoned. Uh, you, you, I don't think y'all ever really went inside the main cabin. Uh, and, but, uh, like, it, it's damaged now, but it's still standing, technically. Just well, like to take, take a peek to be sure. You look inside, um... And you can see the contents of the cabin are pretty tossed around. Anything lighter than, say, 30 pounds or so has been kind of hucked around. Um, make me a perception check. Good rolls today. That's a 25. All right. So within, uh, you, do spot, you do spot what looks like a kind of uh, shriveled arms sticking out from what's left of the bed. Oh, no. Uh, Even seeing it from where you are, you would imagine that the person uh, from within had likely been dead for a while. Just kind of, like, call out to the rest of the group. Hey... I think I found the owner of this cabin. Oh, yes. Is he nice? Is he still alive? <laughs> did, did they survive the storm? I think they were dead before the storm. So, like, I imagine that, like, Brock and Riley and Adira, if she felt inclined, like, had gone up to, like, retrieve the cart that had been dragged off while Leaf investigated the cabin. So, at this point, um, I'd imagine that at least Riley's going to uh, run to check things out. Alright, so getting in, especially with a large chunk of the wall missing, would be very easy. Um, uh, if you go to inspect and like flip the bed over, uh, indeed, uh, there is a, a faint-ish smell of death mostly probably brought back into bear due to the moisture um as this uh what you would assume is an elderly human uh corpse is kind of like they've been dead a while like this is before the new year easily they've been dead a while Well, this is unfortunate and certainly an ill-fit grave for most people. Uh, Leaf is just kind of 
wringing his hands a little bit, and he looks over to you guys, and he says, uh, it's, it's quite, quite sad. Do you think, uh, we'd have time to put him to rest? That's where my thoughts were going anyways, and I would also like to look around the rubble to get a sense of who this person was. If we are going to be the one to put him in the grounds, then I'd like to know at least a little bit about him. Uh, can I check and see how they died? Like, was it, like, natural, or or was it, you know, did something actually happen to them? <laughs> 24. Um, you poke around, um, you don't see any injuries on their body, uh, beyond things that look like they happened after death and, like, during the storm, uh, post- post-mortem injuries, um, uh, they don't appear to have been, like, you, like, check the blood, their bed, there doesn't appear to have been, like, any heavy bleeding or anything, there uh, many stains associated with the decomposition of a corpse, however. Uh, uh, to the best of your knowledge, it was likely that they were either old or ill um, at the time of their death. Uh, well, after looking at that, Brock would look up and then says, well, at least it seems that he passed naturally, uh, possibly just due to old age. Well, I hope it was a good life, then. And, uh, as Riley's looking around, trying to, uh, piece this old man's life together, please, uh, make me a perception check. I can perceive, despite my first roll of the game. Uh, I say that, but I roll the exact same fucking idea. I should throw this die in the garbage, this is awful. <laughs> I got another nine, because it was a one in the fucking die. Oh my uh, god. Uh, your your bonus is plus eight. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll let you take a ten. Thank you. You're very kind. I appreciate your pity. <laughs> you're a, you're a, well, I mean, it makes sense that you could take ten here. Um because the tornado's not bearing down on you anymore. Correct. Um so you take a look around, uh finding objects of interest and whatnot. It seems that this man was a hunter, a trapper maybe. Uh, there's a lot of signs of self-sufficiency uh, tools that look mostly handmade uh, save for anything made of metal um, you find an old axe that's obviously been sharpened a few too many times uh, given the snubbiness of the head uh it looks like an old man that likely lived on his own, survived on his own. He might have been a loner. He might have gone in and traded pelts or meats. It's unclear. Uh, but you can tell that this person was solitary, uh, at the very least. Um... Looking through, you eventually find uh, a small, mostly ruined journal. Flipping through it, many of the pages are ruined by uh, water and force and time. Uh, 
but you're able to pick out a few passages. You learn that the man's name was Alfred. Uh, his last name starting with a K, but otherwise obscured. Uh, you learn that at one point he had a, a wife and daughter. Um, you don't really learn anything about the daughter, uh, though with some broken passages that you're able to find, uh, you infer that his wife had died probably a few years before him. Uh, and there's not much else you can really salvage from it. So there's only like a few short passages about his family, pretty much, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, there, there's more like in the back end, but it's like boring stuff. Like, I got an elk today. Sure. Um, so I'll eat for two weeks, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, j- just because I've invested in it, based on the information provided in this journal, even if it's not a whole lot, um, I don't suppose a knowledge local could help me identify the family name or maybe the daughter. Uh, go ahead and make one. I'm gonna roll a different die this time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a twenty-five. Okay, um, you're trying to think, uh. While you don't pull any, like, very exact and obvious uh, lines, uh, nothing you can call for sure, you do remember in the market of uh, Thorn, there was a woman by the name of Snow Crimtine, who was uh, a huntress and uh, leather worker. Oh, that's some important information. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bold that in my personal notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, like, Riley quickly thumbs through that. Th- thumbs through the journal. Thinks on things for a bit. Um, and he'll, he'll kind of think out loud to the party. So, this revelation is known to the party. Just because he's talking out loud to himself as he's reading. And, um... I mean, Riley's of the mind to uh, gather the tools that this man uh, put a lot of dedication and work into and used on a daily basis. And uh, if the weather's not too bad, you know, bury him with them. It's still raining pretty hard outside, but... Excuse me. Uh, With Box's help, he's basically a living backhoe, so... Oh, that's legit. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, if agreeable with the party, we can bury this guy next to, uh, or relatively close in the vicinity of the cabin, just so that, you know, he gets to rest eternally next to the place that he spent so much time, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Neat. Rock's fine with that. By the time you have him buried, uh, the rain will have become rather piddling, uh, and a lot of you are covered in mud. Uh, Wait, who but... has prestidigitation in the party? I do. Oh, I'm going to call you laundry. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> it's okay to be muddy for a while. We'll live. So, as you set the man to rest, uh, the rain will kind of break and the sky will be uh, open once again. The, uh, the moon bearing down. And with the sounds going off into uh, the distance, uh, I would like Leaf to make me a perception check with his level added, um, and I would like everybody else to make a normal perception check. Okay. Plus my level is a 17. Okay. 11. I got a total of 25 this time on the die that was giving me nat ones. It's great. Brock got a 21. All right. So uh, after this man is laid to rest, uh, both Riley uh, and Brock would notice um, some lights, likely those of um, lightning bugs uh, flickering around in a nearby area of the woods. Riley, in particular, would pick out a reflection beneath them. Uh, it appears that there is a uh, a stream nearby, and I'll realize that it's been that d- despite your recent uh, uh, shower, um, it has been some time since any of you have actually had like a bath or something. That's super legit. Like, even before we started session today, I was thinking in my head that Riley's probably missing having regular, like, baths since uh, we left Starlight. So if he notices the stream, he's probably the first one to kind of bring it up. That, you know, we're all muddy. We've been traveling for, what, about two weeks? Close to two weeks now? A little over a week. A little over a week. Um, So... Maybe we can get a fire going, heat up some water, and uh, relax for a little bit. Well, Leaf does have create water, and it would be pretty easy to uh, like shape wood into like a tub or something like that. Get a jacuzzi action going. Oh, you have create water? I do. I'm going to call you shower. <laughs> Are we actually going to have like a portable hot tub for the party? Yeah, just to have it in like a sidecar attached to the wagon. Okay, there are collapsible bathtubs. They are amazing. (laughs) I support this decision and we'll throw money at it. Yeah. And if we get higher in levels, we can enchant it with time magic and it can be a hot tub time machine. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Bad force joke. There's, there's no other opportunities to make that joke in the game, so I took my chance. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, 100% down for uh, rest and relaxation, uh, at least for the, the night. Yeah, cool. So, uh, like, is, is the rain, like, seeming like it's dying off or gonna die off? Yeah, it it's it's died off by the point that you, like, finish, like, uh, burying the man and saying anything if y'all wanted to. Dope. Let's get some fires going and having and have a hot spring scene. Be great. <laughs> Brock's still really confused as to why being covered in mud would be seen as a bad thing. 
Well, regardless, yeah. you know, give me your clothes and I'll clean them first so that when you get out, you have clean things to put on. Zero problems with this. Uh, Leaf, do you approach the stream at all? Yeah, if, if only just to, to scout out the area. I had a couple other things that I wanted to do like over the course of the night, but I can get to those in a minute. Okay. Um... Go ahead and make me another perception check with your level added when uh, you get there. It's never going to happen. I already used up all of my good rolls for the night. That's a uh, 16. Well, at the very least, you notice that these uh, these lightning bugs seem to be uh, dancing around kind of in a in a circular-ish area around the stream. Uh, and that the waters within, despite all the rain, are remarkably clear and pristine. Just kind of like an approach. You said there's like circling over a specific area. It's a pretty big area, but yeah. I just kind of like call over box and uh, say, "Look at this! This is so pretty!" and uh, just oh. shout it out to the group. So, uh, just kind of like mumbling over to box, it's like yeah, it's it's been uh, quite a while since we've had time to really uh, sit down and enjoy some of the smaller creatures about the woods. You might not even remember this, but uh, you used to have quite a bit of these thunderbugs in your hair, and just uh -huh. like mumbling to his, his little tree man. <laughs> and he's like playing with them. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of like dip his toes in the stream. Uh, observe the, water. Like the, the area, the immediate area, and you know, get a, get the lay of the land in his head. Let his guard down for a minute. Okay. The water is cool and refreshing. Uh, you probably feel a little uh, fry or something come to peck at your feet now and again. Uh, go ahead and make me another perception check. Uh, this one is just a normal perception check. Never gonna happen. Okay, there we go. That's a 27. <laughs> um, okay, so you're looking around, and you can kind of make out that these fireflies are in about a 20-foot radius of roughly the area where you're sitting. Um, uh... You look down into the water, and you can see the bottom uh, as the water is very clear. Um, it doesn't look very far away. You would guess maybe five or six feet. Um, you see a couple of fish go by, or just resting there in the water. Uh, and you see, uh, you take notice of a sort of flower... Uh, blooming in the water. Go ahead and make me a knowledge nature check. Gosh, 22. Um, this is a uh, this is a type of water lily, which you would know is not actually endemic to the area. Um, and you see a whole clutch of them along the far bank. 
uh, but only a couple of them are open. Interesting. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Uh, and he'll just kind of like get a little further into the water, like dunk his head under, see if he can like open his eyes and like peek at the fish, and uh, I guess try and collect uh, one of the water lilies. Uh, do, are, are they like fragrant flowers? I don't I don't really know much about aquatic plants. Um, yeah the 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 flowers because they come up above they're they're uh not extremely fragrant but they're they're similar to other somewhat large flowers and lilies I mean, like might like collect a few of those and see if he can like smack some of the the oil out of it or I'm, I, I'm not sure what part of the flower creates the smell but like maybe sprinkle a little bit of that once the laundry's done Get some like fabric softener and some like <laughs> scented uh, detergent. <laughs> All right. When you go to leave the water, make me a perception check with your bubble added. Uh oh, here comes another one. Jesus, it's a, dude. It's a 19. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Just gonna have to let me take 10. <laughs> Well, the, this isn't one of the times where I can give you a 10. I, I got you, I got you. Um, okay, so... Uh, I, I would like you to roll initiative. Oh, that's <laughs> why. Uh, that's a three. So, six. So, there is a... Um, as he's like trying to climb up out of the original side of the stream that he uh, went into, something wraps around his ankle and he is pulled back under the water. Um, and now uh, it is Leaf's turn. Uh, I would like you to make a perception check with your plus four or your plus level. The same difference, I guess. Okay, but you're not gonna like it. Probably not. That's uh, 21. Let me see. And they're taking big penalties for this, so. Okay, so yeah, you can. You like look down around your ankle where you can feel uh, these hands grasping you, and you can see like a vaguely uh, humanoid shape. Uh, sort of like echoing around the water, almost like their skin has a very similar index of refraction. So they're they're nearly invisible, and uh, you currently have let's see, twelve times two. You currently have twenty four points of breath. Uh, one will be automatically consumed by uh, the round. And uh, any action you take consumes another one. Oh, so I'm I'm like firmly underneath the water. Yeah, you got pulled under. Okie dokie. <laughs> and you are grappled. Oh. Is it my turn? Yes, yes, it is your turn. Um, I uh, would like to to struggle to break free. All right. Just looking forward to it. 
Uh, that's a nine. <clears throat> uh, no, that will not succeed. Uh, you will lose a point of breath. Thing, so you can do anything that's a move equivalent action. I mean, I guess I, guess I can't really do anything. I, I, I can't, like, move to get my head out of the water. Alright. So, uh... At this point, um... <clears throat> the thing is going to attempt to maintain its grapple on you. Uh, which it does. Um... And... Doesn't Box act on his turn? Uh, I'm counting Box as a separate entity because he was unaware at first. Um, he, oh. he, he did see, so he's going on initiative zero. Okay. Um, and because Leaf's unable to command him right now, I will be controlling this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this creature pulls pulls you down uh, and uh, attempts another thing and you feel it like wrenching at your hands but it 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 does not uh, it does not get you to release your your grip forcefully of the flowers in your hands um, a moment after that a muffled Box help comes from above the water. A big ass uh, wooden fist wraps around you, Leaf, and yanks you out of the water. You feel uh, this other creature attempting to hold on. Uh, it maintains its grip. Uh, when it comes out of the water, you see a feminine figure uh, with a live body. Um, blue and white sort of skin that is slightly patterned um and she uh is pulled out along with you uh no longer made invisible by the water as box sets you down uh on the shore uh she continues to uh grasp at your legs and try to uh, to pull the flowers out of your hands uh, she's hissing in a language um, that you might have. Let me see. Sylvan. She is, yes, you have Sylvan. So she is uh, screeching for you to give them back. So, uh, or is is he separated from the creature? Uh, she, is still, she is still holding on from them, and it looks like boxes... Uh, getting ready to smash her into a pulp but he can't yeah. this turn so uh, he he just kind of like throws one hand out the box and he goes you know box stop and then uh, he, he'll like shout back at Sylvan you know uh, forgive me for, for encroaching on your territory uh, I did not mean to disturb your beautiful flowers uh, if you'll allow me to get back on my feet I promise to return them to you Make me a diplomacy check. Can't do. Thirteen. Thirteen. I don't. Know, I don't think she counts as like humanoid or anything. No. Uh. So. <clears throat> she continues screeching at you, calling you a liar, 
Uh, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, like, open my hand if she's trying to snatch him. Absolutely yeah, can't. She'll, she'll snatch the flowers away from you then and uh, dash back into the water. And you'll see her, like, head pop back up and her eyes narrow uh, before she vanishes beneath the surface again. Interesting. Uh, I, I haven't ever seen any creatures like that, have I? Uh, make me a knowledge nature check. 18. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, she is a type of, uh, of Nixie. Interesting. Um, so I, I guess, uh, he will kind of, like, make to step away, uh, from the shore and he like I, I guess there's got to be like a general sign of like uh, apology supplication something of that you know he, submission uh, whatever he thinks would like translate appropriately to this Nixie who I'm, I'm sure is, is still like monitoring his presence uh, he will do that and then kind of like soakedly, bedraggledly step away from the, the shore. Um, as a part of that knowledge check, would I happen to uh, be able to identify oh god, uh, I, would I be able to identify what sorts of things that Nixie's like? Like, because ba basically he's he's hoping to like make an offering to this creature if he can find anything like on dry land and just say, you know, hey, my bad, uh, Here's a present. No hard feelings. Um, okay, so Nixie's uh, like living in idyllic places uh, and particularly around water um, as they tend to be guardians of ponds, rivers, lakes, and springs. Uh, they tend to love uh, beautiful river flowers and things like that, which is likely why she was defending that clutch of them that were there. They're shapeshifters, and you likely believe that she is in a shapeshifted form. Uh, uh, as some Nixies can transform into animals, yet others uh, <clears throat> forego that ability, uh, not through choice, but simply through breeding for an ability to sort of shapeshift into various humanoid forms. Nixies of this type in particular tend to uh, very much like um, arts uh, of the auditory variety as they do not share their cousin's ability to uh, sing with captivating magic. Oh, I know exactly what to do then. Uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of... Uh bedraggledly like walk my way back to the group like soaking wet with I, I think like Box's reassuring arm on my shoulder uh, and just uh, like wring some water out of his hair and say uh, you wonderful people wouldn't be interested in potentially helping me with something would you? Leaf, you do know you're supposed to take your clothes off before you bathe. 
Well, I was just dipping my toes into the water and uh, may have fallen in accidentally. I imagine that, like, while all of this was going on, Bradley was, like, almost near frantically running around trying to collect dry wood in hopes of getting a hot <laughs> bath. So, like, he's still, like, in the background bouncing through the woodlands, just, like, picking up wood, like, shaking it a bit, and then, like, throwing it back down because it's too wet. Uh, Adira would be able to dry any wood you bring her. Does Riley know that? I didn't know that, so I'm guessing Riley doesn't either. <laughs> that, that's fair. We're going to call you wood dryer now. <laughs> what is it you need assistance with, Lee? Uh, I may have made a friend. All the way out here. Uh, and a bit further, uh, down by the river. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to open up perhaps some dialogue with this friend. Uh, but I, I would like an extra set of eyes nearby to ensure that this friend doesn't attempt to drown me again. Oh. A- attempt to drown you again? Conversations uh, with... I, 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 you, you said that I knew that, um, that Nixie was like a fae or something, right? Yes, Nixie are fae. Uh, they are aquatic. And... Uh, okay. Normally they're small, but this one, uh, part of what led you to believe that it was this alternate breed of Nixie, uh, is the fact that it was size medium, uh, as they can change their size like that. Well, uh, just kind of says, well, uh, getting to know, uh, the fair folk out here in the deep wilderness, uh, does tend to come with its complications. I, I may have disturbed some of her flowers, and for that I'm very sorry, which is why I'm, I'm asking for the assistance here. I, I'd like to offer a tribute of, in hopes that I might be able to earn some forgiveness. Well, I would certainly help, though um, when it comes to drowning, I don't think I'm good. Of course I'll help. But does nobody else find it odd that you're calling the person who tried to drown you a friend? Just kind of smiles a little bit. <laughs> Maybe they've worked it out. The Fae aren't necessarily malicious creatures. Uh, the second I dropped the flowers, uh, the attempted drowning ended. I, I don't hold any ill will. If anything, I was in the wrong. It's no different than walking into someone's home and tracking mud across their carpet. Do you drown most people who track mud across your carpet? <laughs> yeah, I, I do not believe that requires a drowning. Right. We didn't execute people for getting mud on the palace floor. Well, except your house is underwater. That... Hmm. Is it... The pro- isn't there mud on the bottom of these underwater sources? In, the, in this hypothetical situation, there is no mud down there, and you just soiled it. Are you willing to help, or are you otherwise occupied? Uh, I'm, I'm sure Box can pull me out again if uh, you're busy. No, I, I, I'm not busy, just confused. Where the hell is Riley? Riley, you hear your name. Not the full name. It's he like, doesn't answer like by anything else. 
You just hear an echo from in the woods. Riley, what? <laughs> Honestly, he probably just assumes they're talking about him and not calling for him. So he continues like kicking over logs and picking up sticks. Just picturing him like springing around like Tigger. Like, <laughs> I have the decks for it. Don't think I wouldn't. The most wonderful thing about Riley's. Riley's a wonderful thing. Oh, wow. You do that pretty well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> do you also have a Tigger onesie? Can you, oh, like, if only. Yeah, someday. Riley, make me a perception check. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's a 24. It's a 24. There's something crawling on you after you flip over a stick. Very careful. Like, is it on my arm? Or Yeah. Okay, like, so, like, very carefully lift the arm to eye level to see what it is. There is a spider about six inches across. Oh. With the other arm, draw the rapier very carefully. <laughs> uh, it, it does not seem uh, particularly uh, aggressive at the moment. It just seems to be trying to get back to the un- underside of your arm as you changed uh, position. You think oh. your weapon intimidates me, smooth skin? So yeah, there's like a uh, <laughs> a, a little bit of a standoff between Riley and six-inch spider where he's just holding the point of the rapier just a little bit away from it but once it's like not really seem to be doing much he'll like lower the rapier and like bend down and lower his arm to the ground to try to brush it off make me a dex check i'm supposedly good at those i got a 10 (laughs) you're able to like kind of use a twig to to make it like decide to go to the ground scurry away off you yeah okay good (laughs) riley like stands straight back up like dusts off his shoulder and says a hero's job it's never done Uh, (laughs) scurry along woodland friends (laughs) and don't go back to gathering wood mr morheim i'm sorry mr morheim was my father Get your ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> He'll like scramble to pick up all the, the like decently okay-ish dry wood that he got in his hands and he'll come uh, dashing over to the party. Our dear queen. Yes, knight. And most glorious leader. Sir Tava. Leif has a friend that is trying to drown him and he wants our assistance. I'm sorry, I must have misheard you. That sounded ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. I am thoroughly confused. Do something. (laughs) Riley chuckles and, like, pivots towards Leaf and says, "Uh, Explain? I may have disturbed the home of Anixie, and I would like to spend some time by the riverbank uh, forming an apology uh, as my previous incursion resulted in my being dragged into the water. Uh, Riley. I would like to prevent that. Riley, and perhaps uh, introduce you to my new friend. Nods along and uh, says, okay, this sounds relatively straightforward. What's a Nixie? It's a... Uh, type of fae that lives out in the woods 
they they tend to have an affinity for uh, bodies of water, ponds, lakes, rivers, or the stream we found, as is in this case. I see. Well, um, uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain on how to appease a Nixie. What did you have in mind? Well, uh, they happen to like music, uh, from what I can tell, uh, they tend, uh, to not have the best singing voices, and traits such as a beautiful singing voice tend to be prized very highly amongst the Fae, uh, and so any sort of musical contribution tends to go over quite well. Well then. The answer seems obvious. Which one of us can sing the best? Riley, like, glances around, his eyes focusing on Brock, narrowing slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Really? No takers? Brock is just going to shake his head like, no. Not even even a little bit? Not going to try, Brock? I used to sing lullabies to the babies. I don't know if that counts. Well, that's certainly close enough. I only tell stories once in a while. And I don't think we have any instruments with us, unless I'm mistaken. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I, I was... My, my plan was uh, to build some wind chimes to hang up nearby the river and perhaps appease it in that manner something that it might be able to hold on to and listen to even after we leave based on what you've said about this creature that sounds acceptable and nice and if we wish to do some singing we can have Adira lead and I'll provide backup vocals also, don't forget, Leaf, that your uh, your satchel can provide masterwork tools that includes instruments. Oh. He just reaches into the bag and starts hucking out guitars. Darkness imprisoning me! All that I see! I'm glad somebody started singing along. <laughs> Gotta edit that out of the video. Don't want to get copyright straight. Straight. I think we're. I think we're good. It was like three seconds. Yeah, I hear Metallica really cracks down on Pathfinder actual play podcasts. I mean, they they uh, they got Napster. Look, man, that clip was spot on. Nobody'd be able to tell the difference. May as well just splice in actual Metallica. <laughs> So what what's the plan here? Uh, I was just gonna burn a bunch of my spell slots on uh, more beanstalks and wood shapes, and I was gonna do like what's what's a not dumb way of saying this? Just like a, a handful of pillars, kind of think kind of like a gazebo without a floor or a roof. You doing okay. like a bamboo wind chime? 
yeah, and, and then like like bamboo style, like like wind chimes, uh, and just kind of use like vines, maybe maybe like grab some like wildflowers or some like vine flowers and run them between the pillars so they're like something pretty to look at. Also, while the wind chimes are blowing and just kind of like hang them in between to where like they're sticking up out of the water and partially up onto the bank. That way, if the Nixie doesn't want to get out of the water and like wants to bump one of the pillars to make it jingle a little bit if the wind isn't particularly strong you know something that's right there by the water so you know no pressure okay uh go ahead and give me a caster level check and a craft check okay uh oh the caster level check should be four now right yes uh is there like a I just do that at the top of the spell page, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, four. Okay. There we go. And caster level. Fuck. Okay. Oh, that was concentration. I'm sorry. Um, so that would have been a six. And right. what was the other one? Uh, craft. Uh, woodworking or carpentry, whichever it is for you. Yeah. Uh, including the masterwork tools, that'd be 27. All right. Uh, because you're doing it with magic, I don't think you get to use the tools. Oh, well, disregard me then. But it's still plenty enough. Um, so, uh, you create this, this thing, and, uh, those standing by the shore might notice from time to time the Nixie poking its head out. Uh, it seems to have reverted to its natural size, being much smaller and harder to see now, still invisible beneath the water. Uh, so, uh, I guess he'll just, like, reach into the bag and, uh, hand out an instrument or two, like, if anybody wants one. <laughs> Um, and then he'll just kind of start talking in Sylvan, just kind of like at the water, not necessarily like making eye contact with the Nixie, not trying to like make her feel uncomfortable or anything like that. Uh, but he just kind of says at an even tone, you know, uh, again, I'm, I'm sorry for in intruding. I didn't realize, uh, the spot was occupied and this was your home. Uh, but I'm hoping that this gesture somewhat makes up for my intrusion. Uh, and then just kind of says, uh, okay, uh, if you would like to sing, that would be the time. Is that a charisma uh, check? Uh, yes. Uh, 19. Can oh. I roll to assist? Yes, you can. I will. Let's do it. Those with the instruments may roll to assist as well. Yeah. I'll, I I'll assist. Like I got a 12 on the die. Okay, so you assist. So we got, like, Riley on the lute, uh, Tova, or Tava on uh, vocals. Does, does Brock want drums? Sure. Brock will take some drums. All right. I'll, I'll hit you with uh, some dr some masterwork drums. <laughs> and, uh, he needed them masterwork drums. <laughs> that's yeah that's that's a 10 that's average but the yeah, master that, is, that is an assist 
and then uh, I I will uh, go to town on those wind chimes. Just you know, needs more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nineteen plus six is a twenty-five. So that is a very good one. And you would notice that during the song, um, which uh, what what would you like to be singing, Tava? Uh, it would probably just be whatever was a common lullaby from back when Adira's children were small. Um, so the Nixie would rise above the water uh, to the full length of her head by the end of the performance and would say in Sylvan, I enjoyed that very much. I accept your apology. Druid. It just kind of bows politely. Uh, just say, uh, may I get your name? Uh, I'm I'm Leaf Gold Thrush. This is Klesa. Uh, Klesa. Klesa. Yes. Uh, and you'll kind of say hello, Klisa, and kind of gesture over to the rest of the party. This is uh, Tova Keen. This is uh, my friend Brock Leonhard. And this is uh, our esteemed leader, uh, Riley Morheim. And you guys kind of like hear your names tied in with all of the Sylvan. And uh, this is, oh, and uh, this is uh, my very good friend, Box. He is very strong. Uh, well, he's meant to keep me very safe. He does a good job. I have a gift for the singing woman. You called her Tova Kim? Yes. Uh, do, do you mind if I, I translate while we speak? I do not. And so I'll, I'll obviously begin translating from this point, just starting with uh, Tava. Uh, Kalisa would would like to provide you a gift for the beautiful singing. Okay. She would descend below the water for a moment before resurfacing near the bank. Her much tinier form now uh, than prior uh, when uh, when Leaf was grappling with her. Um, she presents a one of the flowers that Leaf had taken as it opens. This would be probably one of the few times the party has ever seen her smile. Go on. Uh, she, she would take the flower and she would probably just sit down there at the bank looking at it with a big old smile on her face. It seems she likes it. It just kind of like and, and Sylvan not, not translating this particular bit and uh, it says uh, the the times recently have been quite dark uh, we've been somewhat short on reasons to smile and so uh, I thank you for this she nods this kind of flower if you place it in a bowl with water it will not die translating again I you You'd have to be in charge of that. I, I don't know how to grow things. 
Well, I'm, I'm sure you can handle uh, a bowl and water, but I'll be sure to guide you. Do flowers not need to eat? Like, I'm, I'm translating back and forth with Kleesa. All right. So they can um, basically talk to each other. Ba- basically, uh, as long as the water is regularly replaced, it, it will be fine. Um, they are um, not native to the material plane. Uh, they are actually from the first world, and all they need is fresh water. They can grow in the darkest of places or the brightest. So long as they have water, they survive. Well, Kalisa, did you uh, happen to be familiar with uh, the man who lived in the cabin not far from here? Alfred, yes, I knew him. I'm afraid I have bad news then. Uh, I know, he's dead. Well, uh, we we offered him a, a respectful burial, so he he should be at rest now at least. He would have liked that, I think. He died a few months ago. He went into the cabin and never came back out. I see. One of the things we've been struggling with was, uh, d- did he have family? Mm, his wife died years ago. Their daughter left long before that to lead a life of her own. You didn't happen to have uh, know her name, did you? She was born in the winter. I think they called her Snow. Riley has an audible, aha! <laughs> and then, like, holds a hand to his mouth and, like, lets the conversation continue. I, I mean, I, I, did, did Riley communicate his, his like, guessing at the, the family name earlier? Yeah. His thoughts were all open. He was musing to himself as he was talking about that. So all the information he got is privy to you guys. Yeah, so he, like, Leaf will just kind of give you a broad smile and tap you, like, on the chest or whatever and say, I... Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we giggle a little bit. Omewa, Riley Desu. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, tell me how cool I am some more. It's great. I'm so smart. To Sugoi to live, to Kawaii to die. Oh no. Uh, was, is there anything you can tell us about the area? Uh, what what direction are we, we heading from here? Uh, you're not far from the road to, uh, to Gira. It, it's probably... Was that north? Maybe. Uh, Gira is ultimately more north than anything. The road itself is probably about a quarter to a half mile west of where you are. Okay. Uh, but then, then, yeah, he says, uh, just kind of making, like, idle conversation with, with this uh, creature, you know. Uh, we we were uh, taking the, the road not far from here uh, up towards uh, Gira, are you, are you familiar with the, the city? She dips her head below the water for for a moment, and you can hear uh, a language that you don't un- understand, and it almost seems to echo throughout the stream. Uh, a few seconds later, 
a similar uh like almost ghostly echo kind of comes back and she'll come up above the water and she'll say I do not but there are others closer uh, there have been some terrible events lately uh, many died uh, further south of here do they know if that town's fared any better has, has your area been affected not much has changed here. A few strange creatures. Red skin. But I will ask, and she will go back beneath the water. Hey, Leaf. Yes? When she pops back up, you might ask her if it's going to piss her off if we, like, bathe in her stream or take her water. That's true. Of course, Leaf. She is welcome to join us for bathing, if she wishes. Uh, yeah, per- perhaps uh, hot water may be a bit of a novelty to someone who spends most of their life in a river. Riley smiles and nods. A few minutes pass uh, with the echoing language. Um, and she will she will rise uh, back up and she will have a troubled look on her face. Those up the river say that there is a terrible fog there that those who enter it do not come back up. It comes and it goes. They hear bells from the town when it starts to approach. I see. I, I, again, still still translating for everybody. Um, that does indeed sound grim. Uh, Perhaps we can still stay the night and uh, get in this bit of relaxation before we head back into the uh, trials to come. You can stay nearby, and you may stay with me if I can have another song. Kind of like looks back to the group like a kid asking about to ask his parents for a toy. (laughs) Come on, Riley, please. Riley just looks over to Adira like she wears the pants in the relationship and it's really her <laughs> choice. And he's like, Adira, do you think you can, please? Okay. Let me do another charisma roll. <laughs> Assisting. Oh, huh? 20. Nice. Uh, d- dirty or nat? Nat. Okay. Cool. Don't ever call it a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> I get plus four for my charisma. <laughs> Brock ain't having them drums. Like, he's just nah, like... Nah. So it looks like Brock is terrible at keeping tempo and Riley is way too caught up in whimsy to sing appropriately because he got an eight total. So <laughs> it's all a deer on this one. Well, thankfully, uh, with, with her and Leaf, uh, it, is, it is thankfully still enough to please the Nixie. Uh, so, uh, she will, uh, she will tell you that should you wish, uh, you may bathe in her waters, uh, that they are very cleansing. How deep is the stream? Uh, it varies, but most of the areas, it's around five and a half feet deep. Deep enough to drown in. (laughs) But it also, it like slopes in certain areas, so it can be shallower. 
Okay, Brock would make sure to stay in any of the area that is shallower <laughs> when he when he gets in the water, because uh, he's short and can't swim. At, at, at that point, I'll kind of like uh, re, re um, repeat the the offer from earlier that that Tava had brought up. So we we actually were hoping uh, to to bathe. Uh, it would it be a uh, root of us to, to heat some of the water in a container. Uh, it's, it's been some time since we've had a hot shower. Mm. You may take some of the water as it flows in and out. But, uh, of, of course, uh, any anything of ours, you're also welcome to, uh, so don't be afraid to ask, but I suppose we'll, we'll bring the rest of our supplies around and uh, I'll be making some food, so uh, if you'd like some of that as well. But I, I suppose we could set up camp over here. She will nod. And you would know that Nixies don't generally uh, leave the water um, for any extended period of time. They can't live for very long outside of it. Bulls float. She can Bulls have food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna rock out with the our, our delusions of hot water grandeur. Like make right. like a like a big container and just fill it with water and heat it up with like rocks and a campfire, and then just drill some holes in the bottom and have a box hold it. <laughs> <laughs> hold hold up all of our uh, Riley Morheim guild cloaks as a shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> This this shower gives you plus one to diplomacy. This shower brought to you by the Riley Morheim Guild. <laughs> oh, jeez, Riley, you really need to get some sun on those cheeks. <laughs> Which cheeks, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, it's a uh, long cholesterol nights part two, all over again. Here we go. <laughs> I imagine Adira would enter the water cautiously. She's never been in a natural body of water. Um, it's much cooler than uh, you remember the baths of of the palace. Yeah, I imagine there's more mud on the bottom too. Uh, yeah, there's there's much more mud on the bottom, but it is. It's not like sloppy, sludgy mud. It, it's it's fairly uh, ample, uh, and it's, it's it's a little spongy, but otherwise firm. Uh, and the water is cool and refreshing, but it does not glow. No, it does not glow. Um, and the Nixie will like give the warm water like a, like a try. She'll like scurry out for a bit and like stick her hand in it, but then like. You're like, no, that's too hot and <laughs> retreat. Yeah, if, if we're doing showers, Brock is going to opt to just have a shower and go nowhere near the stream because he uh, doesn't want to drown. So does he sink like a rock? Uh, yes, yes. It's almost as if he has stones tied to the bottom of his feet. Gonna have to craft that boy some water wings. <laughs> just. Blow, blow a few uh, water skins full of air, cap them off. 
fucking time zone. <laughs> uh, Brock, why are you acting so strange around the stream? Riley says as he's like now like walking out of the shower, like messing up his hair and like starting to dry off. Um, how do I put this? I come from deep below the ground. Yes. We do not have significantly large bodies of water that we tend to enter all of the time. So I never learned how to. You know, not drowned. I mean, it's nothing to be afraid of, Brock. Swimming comes naturally. I'm not necessarily trained in swimming, nor do I fear the water. As long as you have some degree of strength, you should be able to keep afloat. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we, just, we, we dwarvish folk do not fare well in water. Let's, let us leave it at that. Riley, like, approaches within like a foot of Brock and like leans in just a little bit and says Brock you're not afraid of the water are you? Afraid I, I do not suppose would be the word but when you are my height you learn that even the shortest waters are deadly Okay Brock what if I held your hand would you go further into the stream? <laughs> I, I, I do not feel that it would be necessary, no. <laughs> I, I would be fine without that. Okay, I'm going to give you a pass on this one because I don't want to infringe too much in the Nixie's claim to this stream, but the next body of water we find, Brock, we're going to get you over this fear. <laughs> it's not a fear. It is just an understanding. Riley's eyes narrow and says, prove it. Come on, come on, Brock. I'll not let you drown. I never let my little brother drown, so. <laughs> Great, now he's the little brother. Um, we'll fish you out if you go under. <laughs> of all the people, you're going to drown the slowest. Yes. <laughs> I I, he, would, he would walk into the shorter part of the stream that he can stand above head height into. Okay, yes, but you're not really treading wa water, are you? He, he, would, he would kind of lower himself into it. He's like, I am, I am almost all the way in. Sounds like cheating to me. <laughs> would you like to move further in, Brock? Or shall I call you a coward? He will, he will attempt to uh, swim out into the slightly deeper areas of the <laughs> of the of the stream mostly still walking but eventually getting to an area where his feet do not touch the ground and then probably swiftly sinking to the bottom <laughs> I don't know sounds like we need to ask uh, Troy to make a strength check uh, if he goes under a deer will grab him holding back up 11 that, that that is enough to stay afloat. Yeah, it's not See, graceful, he's... but it's. <laughs> you you notice as soon as his feet stop touching the ground, he begins flailing wildly, almost <laughs> like in the cartoons. You know when they notice there's nothing under them and they just start waving their arms. Very similar. <laughs> Riley just holds like his left hand to his mouth and just begins almost cackling to himself. 
is he is he is staying afloat, but it is it is very panicky. And unable to form words for one of the few times in Riley's life, he will gesture with his other hand that he Brock doesn't need to prove anything anymore. <laughs> he will he will waddle over back to where he can stand. Uh, you, the... <laughs> you you Uh-oh. would you would feel uh, after you were flailing for a couple of seconds, you would feel something kind of like press against your belly and, and support you slightly, making it much easier. <laughs> Is she helping? <laughs> yeah, fucking cheater. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. It's okay. Riley doesn't notice. Who cares? Just starts doing donuts on the water. <laughs> Take that, Riley. Brock, you're a great swimmer. We're going to put you on all the swimming missions from now on. Brock would waddle his way back over to the uh, to where he can stand again. He would, he would look back to the group and be like, is, is that good enough? R- Riley, still unable to form words through laughter, just, just nods. <laughs> and like walks over and puts a hand on Brock's wet shoulder. <laughs> And says, that'll do, Brock. That'll do. <laughs> Brock is going to climb out of the stream, and he's just going to look, and he's going to be like, please, never ask me to do that again. Please. You proved that you can swim in streams, so I will not ask this of you ever again. But the next time we come upon a pond or a lake, we'll, uh, we'll have to see how you fare in those. Leaf, sweetheart, quick question. Yes? Is nature supposed to bite your toes when you're in the water? Some of it does. Okay. That must be the guppies and the minnows. Uh, Curious small fish. Yeah, we don't have those in the palace pools, so I was just checking. Uh, Sudden movements tend to scare them off. I think the best part of that uh, scene is that I, I think technically Riley is as proficient as Brock in swimming. Yeah, but the way Brock sees it, Brock doesn't swim ever. He doesn't. He, he doesn't do that. It's not a thing. Well, he just did. So congratulations. Knock that he doesn't know how to take ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have no skill points in it and zero strength as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, then we are the same skill in swimming. Just he doesn't he he doesn't like it. He's more in tune with the earth than he is with the water. Well, guess what's underneath water? Earth. Yeah, but he's drowning while he's standing on that earth. You have the con to take it. You'll just walk out. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, Adira loves the water, so she will stay in there until she's ready to, or until dinner's ready, probably. <laughs> In all her golden glory. Brock is going to still stay away from the stream, but a little less nervously now. <laughs> hey, Good. it is not my fault that I am a work of living art. <laughs> they make fun of my gold. You broke up? I said, don't be making fun of my golden self. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, can't you see he's a god? Or, uh, can't you see he's, he's the, the man? man? Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shining golden god. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Metallica and Tenacious D in the same session? Yeah. <laughs> Brock, Brock appreciates this. He, uh, he is a fan of rock music. We're going for... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna shit. hit him. I'm gonna hit him. Do it. Do it. You won't. <laughs> okay. So dinner goes well. Uh, Yay. You, you're given some fish to help with it. Um, which, uh, one of which is eaten raw. And... The, the evening is uh, overall goes very well after that point. Uh, and I think we might that that would segue very well into our break. While we're eating, my little mole's gonna be digging around in the ground. Just in circles. Pervert. Digging little holes. <laughs> Hi, this is Tracy, the voice of a deer. I would like to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast. It's called Dustrous. We have a pre-colonialism Native American, a Old West gambler, and a modern-day teenager from Detroit. Dropped off in a brand new world full of magic and absolute chaos. I am the DM. I will try to wrangle them and guide them as they make their journey across this world and maybe learn some new things and right some wrongs. If you like high magic fantasy, this is definitely a world for you. You can find us on Twitter at Dustrous Podcast, and we hope you join us there and in the Discord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Don. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at hexgridheroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name. How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better, and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you guys probably the, like the zone. I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. 
Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. Hello everybody, I hope you liked that episode. If you're wondering about the Nixie that was featured in this episode, it's not a standard Nixie. Instead of being able to shapeshift into aquatic animals of medium or small size, it's capable of shapeshifting into a special humanoid form. If you like custom monsters for Pathfinder, go ahead and follow me at Eldritch Dream on Twitter. I release a new monster every Monday, and next Monday I'll be featuring the Nixie featured in this episode as a new monster. So until next time, everybody, this is Sean, signing off.